The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Thursday morning to you, November 2nd, 7 a.m. Pat and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this final day of a Triduum of Feasts. It is All Souls Day. Good morning, Patrick. You have souls in heaven that you pray for. I, I definitely have souls in heaven I pray for every single day, and it's it's uh, it's a long list. And uh, just um, saw that a, a friend of mine's mother passed away, so we're going to have to add to that list. And but that's neat. We're able to do that. You know, we pray for them. They pray for us. You know, and, and that's a pretty good arrangement with that communion of saints. Oh, for sure. Now, we've talked about this before, and Aaron Earhart, our producer here at Mater Day Radio, prays the names. He says the names of all of the faithfully departed. I actually pause in the morning when after we pray the rosary, and then I hear that list of names. It, it's such a powerful expression uh, to for, for somebody who's grieving. You know, when there's sometimes there's just not anything that you can say. I mean, that that's part of our human existence. But to hear somebody's name on the radio and knowing that so many people pray for them at Mater Dei Radio and across the, the region, I mean, that's comforting. It is very comforting. And we pray for, for those that are that are left behind, too. So because we know they're going through a hard time and, uh, you know, we just pray for, for everybody involved with that. But you're right. I think it's one of the best things we do on the air is have those prayers for the deceased. And today we honor them with All Souls Day. But it's not just that, Brenda. It is a national holiday as well. It is National Men Make Dinner Day. Okay. Yes. Yeah. I'm going to talk about this more at the 8 o'clock hour. I love the idea of this day, although I am fortunate because the good deacon, he's at home. He works from home. So many, oh. many, many a day. Okay. Uh, I was, was going to ask you, what, what's what's the favorite thing that he makes for you? Oh, gosh. Well, to, to be quite honest, his best meal is breakfast. He really? can put together an amazing breakfast. Wow. Yeah. Eggs, onions peppers he finds all kinds of things in the refrigerator i had no idea we had gets them all going in an an egg scramble or omelet and yeah i just sit and drink coffee on the weekend and he's like here's your omelet that sounds like a a perfect way uh for the morning blend hostess to celebrate the weekend (laughs) that's right that's right but you know what do you ever have breakfast for dinner Oh, sure. When I, I was think a that's kid, fantastic. that was the favorite thing to do. If you had pancakes for dinner with bacon and eggs, that was a big deal. Oh, <laughs> oh mom, mom knew, like, hey, you know, I, I, you, keep the kids calm down. We're going to have breakfast for dinner. And boy, you would have thought we were going to have a parade oh. with it. You know, it was a big deal. <laughs> so what's the favorite breakfast item when you were growing up? What was it, though? Oh, I would I would say pancakes, pancakes. and waffles. Yeah, yep, yeah, that's for sure. it for sure. Yeah, anything with with a lot of syrup. <laughs> Just what you need to do to your kids is get them real sugared up for uh, for the evening. And of course, I grew up in the era where where you know breakfast cereal was a big deal, and of course, nothing but pure sugar. I mean, oh. you know, nothing. And so, yeah, lo- the sugar in the syrup, the sugar in the cereal. 
My poor, poor mom. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, Patrick. Well, you know, yesterday, you and me and Sarah Kenzie, our digital media manager, we had an opportunity to go to Mass together. We went over uh, just across the way here to uh, Pius Tenth and celebrated Mass with their community. They had a beautiful display. Did you notice that in the I front did. of the altar yeah, there? Yeah, it was very uh, uh, striking. Almost like, I want to say it could have been perhaps a Day of the Dead Correct. Display. That's what I was thinking when I saw it too. Yeah. Right. So today also ends that set of celebrations for oh. our Hispanic community. Uh, that begins, it sometimes begins on Halloween, but definitely All Saints Day and carries through to All Souls Day. They have the Day of the Dead. They go out, go to the cemeteries with their families. I think sometimes it's even seen in, in certain countries like a picnic time, like you take uh, a picnic out. Yeah. In Texas, definitely is you would take the favorite dish of that person out out to them. Yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah. That's great. Well, I just remember uh, pray your rosary today for uh, faithfully departed, and don't forget to pray for them. We presume that there's very holy people that they must have gone straight to heaven, but we have no assurances of that. So please remember to to pray for them and all those who are in purgatory who have nobody to pray for them. And pray for moms who have little kids like me and my sister hopped up on sugar because <laughs> they need sugar. lots of prayers. Oh, for sure. Well, we got a great show ahead for you this Thursday morning. Patrick, what do you have coming up? Well, you know, that we were, had been talking all summer about the WNBA coming to Portland. Yes. Yeah, those plans are on hold now. What? Yeah, and it kind of went sideways fast and everybody's trying to figure out, wait a minute, we thought this was going to happen and it's not now. I just was talking with David about that yeah, a couple weeks yeah. ago. I'm like, I think Portland is a perfect city and for a WNBA. Related, it pains me to say it. <laughs> oh my gosh. Texas Rangers, the World Series champions. World Series champion. That I, I'll tell you a little bit about the history of that as well. Some personal insight there for you. Oh, okay. I want to learn about that <laughs> too. Right. And to commemorate the Feast of All Souls Day, Pope Francis prays at a war cemetery and the Protestant Cemetery. Oh. I'll explain the details why. We're going to start things today with Curtis Stephen and No Ordinary Day. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Dawning, filled up with new graces. 
my feet hit the ground I'm bursting out with your spirit in excitement What was lost in your mercy has been found The trees are swaying to the rhythms of redemption Simple melodies with a beauty so profound Let all the world join with the choirs of angels the creation now resounds Hallelujah We lift our hands to heaven Hallelujah Let your praises fill the sky Hallelujah Each day a new adventure Hallelujah Lord be glorified It's no ordinary day Bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio, that's Curtis Stephen and No Ordinary Day. And it's No Ordinary Day here because it's All Souls Day. Pat and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend, 710. And when we come back, big conference going on coming up at the end of the month. Hard to believe it's almost here. Healing the whole person. And we'll talk more about the big conference and how you can be a part of it next. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Day Radio and Monsignor John Syak with a morning blessing. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Heavenly Father, we beg you for your blessing this day, knowing how good you are, and how you treat us not according to our sinfulness, but according to your mercy. We ask you to bless all the people listening, wherever they are, in their homes, in their cars, at work, and that you would give them the grace that they need to be holy this day. That you would send the Holy Spirit to them, send our Blessed Mother Mary to intercede for us. 
And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit descend upon you and remain with you forever. Amen. For more prayer resources and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MatraDayRadio.com. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Matrade Radio is in prayerful pursuit of a Catholic media all-star. Are you passionate about engaging others into a joyful encounter with Jesus Christ? You could be our next show host and media producer. This full-time position leads the planning, promotion, and execution of outstanding dynamic Catholic programming across multiple platforms, including the Hail Mary Media app. Matrade Radio offers you competitive pay, medical, dental, and vision insurance, a retirement account with a company match and unique chances for spiritual growth and development. Could a spot on our evangelization team be the right place for you? Don't wait. Get all the details on this exciting opportunity now and find out how to apply at MatraDayRadio.com. That's MatraDayRadio.com to learn more. You could be our next show host and media producer, helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Matraday Radio. 713 at Mater Day Radio, and well, we might get a few little breaks during the day from the rain, but overall going to be pretty soggy. Rain uh, mainly before 11 this morning, and then some scattered showers after 1, so a little break in the middle of the day for you. High headed up to 61, the winds gusting up to 28 miles an hour, chance of rain at 90% today, and uh, dropping down to about 30% tonight, but sorry to say, Brenda, rain in the forecast all the way through next Wednesday. Okay, well, currently 52 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Vancouver. And it's warmed up to 57 at St. Philip's in Dallas. You are invited with so many others in the area on a journey. And it's a journey to wholeness as we enter into the heart, face the pains and wounds within, and allow Christ's divine love to bring the healing we ardently desire. Healing the Whole Person three-day conferences are led by renowned speakers and authors, Dr. Bob Schutz, Sister Miriam James Heidlin, and Bard Schutz. Now, with a uniquely engaging format, they will help you see and experience God's healing love through teaching, prayer, and personal reflection. Now, Healing the Whole Person takes place only four times a year in pair settings across the United States. And we have the unique opportunity to host this event in November at Our Lady of Lebanon Church in Happy Valley. Joining me this morning to share her experience about this conference and how it's affected her from her previous attendance, it is Sarah Hanley. Sarah, thank you so much for joining us on the Morning Blend today. You're so welcome. It's very a great blessing to be here. First, Sarah, I want to ask, the the conference itself is coming up November 30th to December 2nd. How great of an opportunity is this for people in the area to have the ability to go to this conference for the weekend right here in our area? It's an amazing opportunity, you know, because 
it's just only offered, like you said, four times a year and all over the country. So to have it right here, you know, in Portland locally, um, you know, to cut down on the travel, but also to be able to go with our fellow brothers and sisters that we go to church with that is in our community um, is just a huge blessing and opportunity, a great chance for the Holy Spirit to do some work, you know, just personally, but also in our entire archdiocese. And I, that's just a great point of excitement for me to be able to have this with the people that I, I love and care about in attendance with me. Um, I think that's going to, going to just bear so much fruit. Sarah, people hear, oh, healing the whole person. And people go, well, I, I mean, I feel fine. There's, I've got n- no issues. Why would I spend the money and the time to go listen to them? And perhaps, though, that they might be right, but they don't always know. Now, you've had some great experience. You attended the conference many years ago, and it really had an effect in your own life. Can you just share with our listeners your experience of attending the conference and what were some of the fruits that came out of that? Sure. Yes. I um, I attended eight years ago up in Seattle, and um, it was it feels like a lifetime ago, but it also is something that I, I draw from so regularly still. And I was kind of in the same boat. I, I didn't have you know, physical ailments, but my, my heart and my spirit, they were what was sick, you know, and, and a lot of people, they do ask, you know, like, well, I, you know, I don't need physical healing, at least not that I'm aware of, but there's, there's so many things under the surface. And even if, if you don't register as needing, you know, a spiritual or emotional healing, I I always challenge, well, don't you at least want to be in greater communion with God? And that's that's a fruit of this conference as well is just coming into more more wholeness with him. So for me, you know, I went very nervous, um, very afraid of being condemned, and very skeptical about what I was going to take away from this conference. And it became clear very quickly that God wanted to show me His heart and work on mine. And I remember. Um, one of the opportunities for confession, the priests, the, the priests were kind of scattered around the church that, that, that this was at. And there was like a ray of light on this one priest. And I'm like, oh, maybe I'm supposed to go to him. And I just felt this like, no, no, it's not the priest. Look up. And above the priest was a big statue of the sacred heart of Jesus. Mm. And it was just this, I want you to come to my heart. And that's what happened for me throughout the conference, through the talks you know, the journaling, the adoration, you know, looking at things that, you know, I hadn't looked at, I hadn't realized were connected or impacting decisions I was making and, and, you know, habits that I had formed, uh, lies I was believing, things I had told myself. Um, So kind of hearing all of this for the first time in something based, you know, in the gospel and in the catechism, you know, not, not overly emotive, you know, not anything that you would question, but just coming to know the person of Jesus, having him come alive and getting a better understanding of the relationship between the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the relationship that we're all meant for. And on the last day of the conference, it really hit home for me that all this time, everything that I had been through, you know, I didn't get a why for why I had gone through each trial, but I was finally able to see that I didn't go through them alone, that Jesus was there defending me and protecting me 
and being with me in everything. And I was finally able to believe with my whole heart that I had value. I, I meant something. I was loved. And not just by anybody, but by God himself. And that was huge for me. It was absolutely huge because it was something that I never believed before. I always thought, you know, oh, everybody else is lovable. Everybody else can be healed, you know, um, this, that, and the other. And I, I never could see the value I had just for being. I had always associated my value with what I could do, what I had accomplished, you know, the, all these other things, except for just, I am Sarah and I am loved. And I walked away from that conference knowing that very, very deeply. And I remember I had this just exuberant joy like I had never experienced before. I could have danced down the street and not mm. cared. <laughs> you know, I was just, it was very freeing. And it was just this outpouring of joy and confidence and assurance um, that really guided me through, you know, the, the next several years of my life. And I, I'm just very firmly convinced that it, this experience enabled me to say yes to the vocation of being a wife and being a mother because it, it reopened my heart. My heart had been closed in so many ways. So even though I didn't have the physical manifestations, my heart was really, really sick and needed needed healing and, and to be restored. Oh, to, to feel that kind of just that a reckless abandon to God's love and just allow him to fill you up. I could just in my own man, mind see you just, you know, dancing down that aisle, Sarah. That is a beautiful, <laughs> just such a, a beautiful image. And Sarah, the, the thing that you pointed out in your discussion, which it, it seems to me that while people would go, oh, the physical healing, that would be the greater, you know, miracle of it. But in reality, the deeper, truer healings, those are the ones that take take place spiritually. That then, you know, if that part is right, then whatever physical ailments we have, well, then those have their place. But those deep spiritual healings, we don't always know or even recognize that they're there. And this conference is a great way to kind of recognize that and and weed those out, so to speak. Let God get into those those parts of our own heart that we don't dare dive into. Definitely, definitely. And there's more and more, you know, evidence that those deep spiritual and emotional ailments fuel so much of our, of our physical infirmities. Um, it is recommended that uh, to read the book, Be Healed in advance of the conference. And there's um, several chapters dedicated to to those facts you know that that's why the whole person needs to be treated because they're so often just looking you know symptom after symptom never fully being able to to cure an ailment because the whole person isn't addressed isn't addressed and a lot of times anger unforgiveness you know depression envy those things that just clog up our hearts and our spirits is what really are the underlying causes of the symptoms that, that do manifest. So being able to be healed of those spiritual things, you know, can facilitate physical healing immensely. And that's, you know, a lot of the miracles that are seen, the physical doesn't happen until the spiritual does. And that's hmm. just it's incredible how God works that way. 
Sarah Hanley is joining me today. She's just bearing witness and she is part of the organizing team that is bringing the Healing the Whole Person Conference. It is coming up at Our Lady of LeBain Catholic Church, November 30th to December 2nd. Sarah, I've appreciated so much what we've been talking about today. And there's more I want to talk to you about, especially some of the logistics about what is going to be coming up. I am already coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Yes, I would be happy to. 724 at Mater Day Radio. Pat and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend on this All Souls Day. And you know, we would love to pray for the souls of your departed loved ones or any intention you have. We have this wonderful prayer hotline and we have got a team of prayer warriors just standing by ready to pray for you and for those that have gone beyond us on this All Souls Day. But uh, all you have to do is go online to the Hail Mary Media app or materdayradio.com. You can fill out your prayer request and we'll take it from there. Again, you can check out all the details here at Mater Day Radio and our prayer hotline. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Portland Division of the World Apostolate of Fatima. WAF is the only Fatima organization worldwide to speak in the name and with the authority of the Church on Fatima. The World Apostolate of Fatima promotes the faithful message of Fatima, including praying the rosary daily and practicing the first Saturday devotion. WAF information can be found at bluearmy.com. A great way to support Mater Dei Radio is through our Leadership Circle. These are businesses and organizations whose names you hear on the air every day. They believe in our mission of providing the region with positive Catholic radio programs of faith and hope. Simply put, our Leadership Circle members keep our broadcast strong through their financial generosity. If you run a business or organization, please join us. We need you. Information on our Leadership Circle at materdayradio.com. Grab some coffee and take the morning blend with you anywhere you go. Listen to the podcast at materdayradio.com. 726 at Monterey Radio, and they won't be tipping off the NBA or the the WNBA in Portland anytime soon. Hmm. We'll tell you why just ahead. And Pope Francis prays on All Souls Day at a war cemetery and the Protestant cemetery. I have details on that story for you coming up in three minutes. This is Teresa Peterson now, Freely Fully. And we are Pat and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Crying out, Lord, my heart is crying out. 
to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Mater Day Radio, Teresa Peterson, and Freely, Fully. It's 7.30 on this All Souls Day. And in your news this morning, Pope Francis prayed for peace, hope, and mercy at a mask to mark All Souls Day on a rainy morning at the Rome War Cemetery. In his homily, Pope Francis said today, Thinking of the dead, cherishing the memory of the dead, and cherishing hope, we ask the Lord for peace so that people will no longer kill each other in wars. He lamented the loss of lives of so many people, especially the young in war, and said there can never be a real victory because of the price that is paid to reach it. And he added, we pray to the Lord for our dead, for all, that the Lord will receive them all. And we pray also that the Lord will have a mercy on us and give us hope. Now, before the mass, Pope Francis passed through the cemetery in prayer, pushed in a wheelchair. He placed white roses on some of the graves. Then after mass, before returning to the Vatican, the Pope stopped for a brief moment of prayer in front of Rome's historic non-Catholic cemetery for foreigners, also known as the Protestant Cemetery. You know, Patrick, something that's so important to remember, too, we should pray for all of our past loved ones, Catholic or non-Catholic. And even Arch, uh, Monsignor O'Connor had said, yes, we can actually have masses offered for those who are non-Catholic. And, you know, you consider those that uh, have no faith as well. They need prayers even more. Absolutely. Israeli troops advanced toward Gaza City earlier today as the Palestinian death toll rose above 9,000 with no end in sight after weeks of heavy fighting. U.S. and Arab mediators intensified their efforts to ease Israel's siege of the Hamas-ruled enclave and called for at least a brief halt to the hostilities in order to aid civilians. 
U.S. President Joe Biden suggested a humanitarian pause yesterday as an apparent agreement among the U.S., Egypt, Israel, and Qatar, which mediates with Hamas, allowed hundreds of Palestinians with foreign passports and dozens of wounded to leave Gaza for the first time. Dozens more left uh, earlier today. Israel did not immediately respond to Biden's remarks, but Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu had previously ruled out any ceasefire. Portland Public Schools remain closed through at least the weekend as an historic first-ever teacher strike unfolds. Portland Public Schools confirmed Wednesday afternoon. The closure, they say, will now delay all report cards, according to officials. Now, amid strained 11th-hour contract negotiations with the district, the Portland Association of Teachers announced Tuesday night that the teachers would go on strike and shut down 81 schools in the district, impacting about 45,000 students. Portland Public Schools has said that families can expect a text and email from the district at 7 p.m. each night to update them on whether classes will resume the next day. In a letter sent to the union on Wednesday, PPS leveraged statements from Governor Tina Kotek and the Portland Metro Chamber of Commerce urging both sides to stay at the bargaining table and avert a strike. Superintendent Guerrero held a press conference Wednesday to address the strike. He repeated an assertion that the district had previously made that the state of Oregon does not provide them with adequate funding, which prevents them from conceivably meeting the union's demands. Angela Angela Bonilla, PAT president, said, we demand that PPS create a budget that diverts resources from the central office to the schools. Marist Catholic High School in Eugene is investigating allegations of racism from its football team following the Spartans' win over Junction City on Friday. Marist was celebrating a 22-16 win on the field at Junction City when Junction City school personnel kicked them off the field. Marist Athletic Director Rick Gardner said the school is aware of the allegations and are still investigating at this time. OSAA Executive Director Peter Weber said the OSAA is also aware of the allegations. My understanding is that the two schools have been in communication and each is looking into the situation at this time, according to Weber. Well, daylight savings time ends Sunday, technically at 2 a.m. We roll back the clocks an hour in the middle of the night and granting most Americans an extra hour of sleep Yay! as they fall back. I'm looking forward to it, too. <laughs> now, only two states in the U.S., Arizona and Hawaii, don't observe daylight savings time at all, refusing to roll their clocks forward and backward every year. But Hawaii and Arizona are outliers, relying on a loophole in a 57-year-old federal law that requires states to stay on daylight saving time. The Uniform Time Act of 1966 mandates the country use daylight savings time, but allows states to opt out and exempt themselves from the practice to stay on standard time year-round. It does not allow states to permanently establish daylight savings time year round. Now, for the. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Well, for the past few years, Senator Marco Rubio, Florida, has introduced a version of what he calls the Sunshine Protection Act, which would permanently establish daylight savings time for the whole country. The bills, however, they usually die before they ever come close to becoming law. So will Oregon and Washington 
ever be able to stay on daylight savings time. Am I mistaken, but didn't both legislatures of the state pass that? You're absolutely correct. In fact, in 2023, two efforts failed in the House, Oregon House and Senate aimed at changing daylight savings time. House Bill 3102 sought to eliminate daylight saving time and required the state to rely on standard time for the entire Uh year. And House Bill 1090 sought to abolish one hour change in time from standard to daylight savings and keep the state in standard time for all 12 months of the year. Well, except for the mountain time, there's a little corner of Oregon that is still on mountain time. Well, Oregon legislatures passed a bill in 2019 that would keep Oregon on daylight savings time. One caveat, though, we need congressional approval in order to do that. And it has never come. Now, Washington also in the same boat, we passed the law to stay on daylight savings time never came around. So, yeah, we have been proponents, though, uh, at least David and I were, Patrick, let's stay on standard time. We should be able to do that. Let's just get that passed. I've heard you discussing it, and I, I, yeah. I'm in the camp, too. So yeah. you, I mean, again, looking at it, the fact that it, we're on daylight savings time at 730 and it's still dark outside. I, of course, have a heart for the children. I don't like to see kids standing at a school bus in the dark. Absolutely. Yeah. But then again, we're driving home for us commuters in the evening (laughs) at 4 o'clock and it's dark. Right. Hey, in sports, after multiple reports stated that the WNBA was interested in expanding to Portland, the league shared yesterday that they aren't coming to the Rose City, at least for the time being. In a letter to U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert shared that the league would not be coming to Portland despite calling the city an ideal place for a team. Engelbert said the renovation schedule at the Moda Center during the WNBA season is the main reason they're holding off bringing the franchise here. The Moda Center is being renovated for hosting the Women's Final Four and uh, coming up here in a few years. However, Engelbert did allude to the possibility the team could come to Portland in the future. When the time is right, we look forward to pursuing prospects for bringing the WNBA to Portland, her letter stated. Better news, the Blazers got two in a row now. They won last night over Detroit, overcame an 18-point deficit to pull off a 110-101 win last night. And they're heading back home. They'll have a pair of games this weekend hosting Memphis on Friday and then again on Sunday. So some, some silver lining in that cloud. Okay, I like it. November begins with two unique liturgical celebrations in the church calendar. All Saints Day starts off the month with a holy day of obligation when Catholics are required to attend Mass. That was yesterday. Immediately following All Saints Day today, it is All Souls Day, a liturgical commemoration that honors all the deceased. While priests are able to celebrate three separate masses on this day, it's not a holy day of obligation. This means that while Catholics are encouraged to attend one of the special masses on All Souls Day, they are not obliged to do so. Now, the official name for today is the commemoration of all the faithful departed. Liturgically, it is neither a solemnity nor a feast day. All Souls Day is a memorial, a day to call to mind those who have died. This day can have a penitential character when we character when we pray and make sacrifices for the souls in purgatory. I saw that on the mass readings this morning. Yeah, yeah so it's a commemoration. And again, I'm always uh, reminded of the wise words of Monsignor O'Connor. He said, Brenda. 
Your goal is not to strive for purgatory. Your goal is to strive for heaven. We should always be striving for heaven. And when we fall short, we have the time in purgatory to uh, cleanse our soul. But he said, if you're striving, striving for purgatory and you fall short, yeah, there's only one other place you can be going. I don't want to go there. No, I don't either. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And today, one of the wonderful ways that you can commemorate All Souls Day at 10 o'clock. It is All Souls Day Masses at Portland Metro Catholic Cemeteries. Archbishop Emeritus John Blasney will be the celebrant at Gethsemane Funeral Home in Happy Valley. And Archbishop Alexander Sample, the celebrant at Mount Calvary Catholic Cemetery. Archbishop Sample, just a little online uh, on-air invitation. You're not going to be too <laughs> far away from the radio station. So if you have a little extra time, Come on over for a cup of coffee. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Will those services be in the rain? We'll find out. We'll check the weather next. Plus, we'll hear more about the incredible conference coming up, Healing the Whole Person. Brenda continues her conversation about that and how you can get involved coming up next at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Join Mater Dei Radio and Archbishop Alexander Sample as he prays the Hail Holy Queen. Hail Holy Queen, Mother of Mercy, our life, our sweetness, and our hope. To Thee do we cry, poor banished children of Eve. To Thee do we send up our sighs, mourning and weeping in this valley of tears. Turn then, O most gracious Advocate, Thine eyes of mercy towards us, and after this our exile, show unto us the blessed fruit of Thy womb, Jesus. O clement, O loving, O sweet Virgin Mary. Pray for us, O Holy Mother of God, that we may be made worthy of the promises of Christ. And may the blessing of Almighty God, the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit come upon all of you, your families, your loved ones, and be with you this day and forever. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit materdayradio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Catholic Charities of Oregon, answering Pope Francis' call to charity. Since 1933, Catholic Charities has been putting faith into action by serving the poorest and most vulnerable in our community. Services promote life and help families thrive. Catholic Charities program information at catholiccharitiesoregon.org. I am Father Cedric Bizenia. I'm a passionist, religious, and a Catholic priest, and the host of Live With Passion. My motto is touching lives and saving souls. I hope you will tune in each week on Modern Day Radio, Thursdays at 7.30 p.m. It's designed to inspire and encourage you. It's real practical. Talk about real-life issues, things that people are going through. I'm so grateful that you're listening to Modern Day Radio. Don't just live, live with passion. 
744 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Soggy on the bridge today, 90% chance of rain, but we may get you a few breaks here and there throughout the afternoon. High headed up to 61, then tonight, more rain on the way, 30% chance and a low down to about 50 tonight. Currently it is 58 degrees at St. Joseph's Catholic Church in Salem. And in Beaverton at Holy Trinity Parish, it is currently 60 degrees. And I'm back with Sarah Hanley. Sarah is joining me today to talk about the wonderful event coming up. It is the Healing the Whole Person Conference, November 30th to December 2nd. It's going to be at Our Lady of Levang Church. It is surely going to be a wonderful event. Ta- uh, nationally known speaker, Dr. Bob Schutz. Sister Miriam James Heidland and Bart Schutz joining in in this unique opportunity to let your whole body, mind, body, and spirit be healed at this great conference. Sarah, thank you so much for staying with me today. Oh, you're you're most welcome. It's a great blessing to be here. So Sarah, again, talking about this incredible opportunity, you know, for those who are maybe thinking and ready, like I, I want to do this in your experience by what you experienced eight years ago, is there something that people can do to maybe set their minds in the right space to hear what is happening and maybe ways that they can prepare their heart for what they're about to experience that weekend? Yes, definitely. Um, Be- Reading Be Healed, that, that is the book um, that Dr. Bob Schutz wrote that this particular conference is based off of. And there's a lot of questions in there um, that encourage you to look at the things he's talking about very deeply. If you aren't interested in reading the book at this time, don't think you're going to have time to read the, to read the book, that's fine too. Um, I would encourage trying to carve out at least half an hour a week of dedicated prayer time and sitting, whether you can go to an adoration chapel, that would be great sitting in church or even, you know, in a quiet space in your home and just praying, you know, asking the Holy spirit to come and illuminate the parts of your heart that you really need God's tender touch, you know, to really show the things that you you've been holding on to that God really wants to, to work with you on and just to ask for that illumination and the, the vulnerability and, and the peace to give him those things. Because if you can come in, you know, kind of knowing the things that you want to offer and work on and surrender, that, that would be very fruitful. Of course, you know, God can also just say, well, you thought it was this, but here you go once you get there um, and go the other way. But I think really trying to clear out some of the distractions, some of the noise of the world in the weeks leading up and trying to get to that place where you can easily dialogue with the Holy Spirit in your heart, um, becoming aware of those things that um, that could use the attention uh, during your time at the conference. I think that would be very prudent. Oh, I, absolutely perfect. And Sarah, as you had said, too, to recognize that God can heal every one of us, right? Each and every one of us that attends to be open to it. And yes, God can work even in the hardest of hearts. And it's going to be a great and rare opportunity to have this in our area. Sarah, as part of the organizing team, there is a lot going on for this event already. A thousand people have decided to take that step and be healed. Uh, Our Lady of LeBanc can hold close to 2,000 people. So there is plenty of room for people who want to join in. 
they can't sign up. Tell our listeners some of the logistics about where they can go in person, some of the satellite uh, campuses and uh, even live stream options. Yes, there's there's many opportunities to attend. You know, obviously it would be wonderful to have Our Lady of Levang filled with people. You know, it is, I think, about 2,000. That would just be so incredible. It would be like a new Pentecost. I mean, oh my gosh, that would just be such such a grace-filled experience. Um, so it would be great to have people come in person. Um, but there are other options. There's uh, St. Alice down in Springfield is having a Spanish satellite location. So it'll be the live stream of the event um, instantaneously translated into Spanish with Spanish materials and everything. Um, so that'll be down at St. Alice in Springfield. That's just a wonderful opportunity for the Spanish speaking population. And then there's a few other um, satellite sites throughout the state. If there's people who are not able to travel such a great distance to Happy Valley And then there is the live stream option as well that you can watch from the comfort of your own home. Um, If you're, you know, not able to travel or a little hesitant about being in a group of potentially 2000 people, or perhaps even want to work through it uh, at maybe a little bit slower of a pace. um, There's, there is the live stream option as well. Um, So lots of different ways for people to, to be a part of this. Well, again, it's sure to be a wonderful experience. I know that, well, it's just a little over a month away, so it's going to be just a really exciting and very busy time for you, Sarah, as the finishing touches are put together for the conference. And I really appreciate you spending time today to talk more with us about it. Oh, it's my pleasure. My pleasure. And again, that is Sarah Hanley. Now, she is joining me today to talk about the Healing the Whole Person Conference. Again, it's coming up November 30th to the 2nd. I will be sure to add a link to the podcast of this interview that will have all the information that Sarah just talked about, about the main campus, the satellite and Spanish language, satellite places, the live stream event, and also the name of the books and ways that you can prepare for the event. And you're going to find those links on the podcast of this interview materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. 751 at Matraday Radio and you're sipping coffee with the morning blend. Pat and Brenda with you. You know, yesterday we got to go to Mass at St. Pius X yes. as a group here from our, our studios and you know, it's just so nice for us to be together. It's a, it's more than a workplace. It's it's almost like a family. And we are looking to add to our family. We're looking to hire a show host and media producer. And, you know, you didn't have any experience in that area when we brought you in. <laughs> I did not. So, you know, take a chance. If, it, if the Holy Spirit is calling mm-hmm. you to this and you're, and you're hesitant because you say, I, I have no experience with that. If we can make Brenda a star, we can do the same for you. For sure. (laughs) Absolutely. Absolutely. And I got to tell you, this morning show, it's the best job in the world. It's a little early, but it's fun. It It is. And it just flies by. But we we would love to to have you come on board, maybe as the new member of our team. You can check out all the details on the job and apply online, matradayradio.com. Support for Matraday Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. 
Dr. Bianco Family Dentist online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. This is Modern Day Radio. KBBM Portland, Salem, Vancouver. KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene. Springfield. Translator K235BF, Eugene. And streaming at moderndayradio.com. Facing difficult problems in your marriage. Oregon Retrovi is a lifeline to married couples helping them restore their marriage and rebuild a loving relationship. Catholic in origin, this Christian marriage program is open to all married couples, no matter what age, walk of life, faith, or ethnic background. Oregon Retrovi is a practical program to improve communication, build stronger marriages, and help couples reconnect. Presenters are not trained marriage counselors, but rather couples sharing their personal stories and the tools that they use to rediscover their love. Begin your journey to healing. All it takes is a decision to find out more. Go to helpourmarriage.org and start the process today. That's helpourmarriage.org to learn more about this transformational program. Oregon Retrovi, a lifeline for married couples. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak from deepadventure.com with Deep Virtue number 79. You know, I'm a private pilot and I was doing my check ride. I was about to get my license. Flew from the island of Oahu over to Lanai. Took off from Lanai, went over to Molokai with my instructor next to me. We landed in Molokai and he said, turn it around and let's go. So I spun the plane around and I really frankly wasn't quite ready. I didn't have my li- I just didn't feel set like I had my lines up all 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 correct. But he said go so I went, which is really not right because I was the pilot in command. It was my choice when to go or not to go. And I put down full throttle and right away the plane started uh, edging towards the left of the runway. Now airplanes, propeller driven airplanes have a tendency, they have a left turning tendency. They tend to want to go left because of the rotation of the propeller. And so as we're I've got lift off and you know what? There's a sign coming up that I'm pretty sure I'm going to hit. And my flight instructor grabs a plane and fixes what I had, hadn't been able to do. And we take off and he goes, I hope you don't mind if I took care of that little situation back there. When you hit uh, a sign like that on the runway, there's all kinds of paperwork and stuff you have to fill out afterwards. So hope you don't mind if I did that. But we are meant to fly. God gave us a spirit. We are meant to fly. But we have left-turning tendencies. We have something in us, a fallen nature, original sin, that makes us kind of want to turn aside. And you have to always alter uh, your course. You always always have to uh, fix your direction. And so I'm challenging you today, as you're, as you're flying in your little Cessna, to keep your compass, keep your headings, keep your direction on the Lord. All through the day, you're going to have tension and things that are going to want to pull you away from the direction God has for your life. Keep your center of peace. Keep your eyes on Him. This is Bear Wozniak from DeepAdventure.com with Deep Virtue number 79. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at DeepAdventure.com. With the autumn season comes football and tailgating, and there's no better way to score a touchdown than by passing that old vehicle of yours to Mater Day Radio. We're happy to accept your donation of a car, truck, van, RV, or boat. It's quick and easy and a likely tax deduction for you. Not only that, you are joining a winning team that's supporting a faith-filled Catholic broadcast. So score some points by checking out our vehicle donation program at materdayradio.com. 
morning blend. Brewed in the Pacific Northwest. Guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio. The well, station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. Well, if you have to be there by 8 o'clock, you've got four minutes to do it. 7.56 at Mater Day Radio. And just ahead, Pope Francis has called for a paradigm shift in Catholic theology. We'll tell you more about that next. And he is an author, a hillbilly, now he's a master. I'll tell you about this wonderful Thomas and a special award he received. That coming up right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic and this is Awaken the Saint. Yesterday we celebrated All Saints Day, a commemoration of all holy men and women in the heavenly kingdom with God. Today we celebrate All Souls Day. Now you might be asking, how is today different from yesterday's feast? Aren't we just celebrating two days in a row those who have died in the faith? Yes, but the difference here is that All Saints Day commemorates those who are in heaven and All Souls Day commemorates those who are in purgatory. All Souls Day originated at the Benedictine Monastery by the Abbot St. Odilo of Cluny in the year 998. Through his work in reforming monastic life, other monasteries began adopting this day of observance until it was officially celebrated as a feast day of the church in the 13th century. So what does the church actually teach about purgatory and why do we pray for those who are there? To understand the need for purgatory, we must know exactly what it is. The Latin root comes from purgare, or to purify. The church teaches that we're all stained with sin. Thankfully, because of the power of reconciliation, we're able to be forgiven and set free from the bondage of sin and death. That doesn't remove the stain on our souls. God's not a tide stick. What he is, though, is the merciful father who wants us to be totally free from not just our sins, but all evil. This is where purgatory comes into play. We need purgatory because we can't enter the house of the Lord with mud on our feet. You gotta wipe them off first. It's after this period of cleansing when we die that we're able to fully be one with God and free of anything not of Him. It would be like coming out of a leg surgery expecting to walk as soon as you wake up. There's recovery involved, no matter how successful the surgery was. You may be free of whatever was causing the pain in your leg, but the next step is healing pains that you must endure to avoid further injury. The good news though, is that when you're in purgatory, you can only go forward. The next step is heaven. But Sophia, how long does it take for a soul to be cleansed in purgatory? Well, some sins are deeper than others, so an individual's quote unquote time in purgatory is gonna be different. And there's something we can do to help them, pray. That's where All Souls Day comes in handy. We can help our brothers and sisters in Christ who are purging their souls in preparation for the heavenly kingdom, and that's by praying for them. We the faithful are called to pray for the next seven days at a local cemetery if you're able, or simply saying a prayer for the souls in purgatory can be monumental. A common prayer is the prayer for the souls in purgatory by St. Gertrude the Great. We'll end today with the prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. Eternal Father, I offer thee the most precious blood of thy divine Son, Jesus, in union with the Masses said throughout the world today, for all the holy souls in purgatory, for sinners everywhere, for sinners in the universal church, those in my own home and within my family. Amen. All you holy men and women, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information on the saints or prayers... For the saints, you can check that out online at matradayradio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. It's 8 o'clock. 
Pope Francis said in an Italian television interview on Wednesday that he intends to travel to Dubai, United Arab Emirates, for the COP28 climate change conference in early December. Pope Francis did not provide further details on the schedule of the trip, which has been rumored but not yet formally announced by the Vatican. The Climate Change Summit will take place at the Expo City Dubai from November 30th to December 12th. In his remarks, Pope Francis said he'd be there December 1st to the 3rd. It will be Pope Francis' second time traveling to the Middle Eastern country. In February of 2019, he visited the EAE. The UAE capital, Abu Dhabi, to promote interreligious dialogue and support the small Christian minority. Pope Francis has also called for a paradigm shift in Catholic theology that takes widespread engagement with contemporary science, culture, and people's lived experience as an essential starting point. Citing the need to deal with profound cultural transformations, the Pope presented his dramatic vision for the future of Catholic theology in a new motto proprio issued yesterday. Titled Ad Theologium Providium, or To Promote Theology, the document revises the statutes of the Pontifical Academy of Theology called PATH to make them more suitable for the mission that our time imposes on theology. Theology can only develop in a cultural of dialogue and encounter between different traditions and different knowledge, between different Christian confessions and different religions, openly engaging with everyone, believers and non-believers, according to Pope Francis. And Brenda, that's what we do. That is what we do. So, I mean, it's almost like the Pope is is endorsing this model that we have here in Catholic media. I think I'm reading this and I'm thinking... Catholic Answers right there. That's that's where they engage. Oh, oh God, come to my assistance. Lord, come to my help. Father Thomas Joseph White, a best-selling author, professor, and a core member of this Dominican music group, the Hillbilly Thomas. He's been awarded the title of Master of Sacred Theology, an accolade of the order that recognizes an individual's achievements of scholarship and theological work. Father White is currently the rector at the Angelicum, or the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas in Rome. The Angelicum announced the award on Monday. Now, The title of Master of Sacred Theology, which dates back to the year 1303, was granted to him by Dominican Father Gerard Tamoner, Master of the Order. Now, as a Georgia native, Father White converted to Catholicism during his undergraduate studies at Brown University in Rhode Island. He completed doctoral studies in theology at Oxford University and joined the Order of Preachers in 2003. He was ordained a priest in 2008 and completed a licentiate in Sacred Theology at Pontifical Faculty of the Immaculate Conception at the Dominican House of Studies. White, who has taught at the Angelicum since 2018, was named rector in 2021, becoming the first American friar to hold the position. I wonder if he gets with the students every now and then and has a little jam session. Well, I hope he does. You know, there... 
the 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 interesting thing about bluegrass because I've gotten into it recently is that these songs are actually a lament. Many often they're very very sad bluesy type songs, but that music is that so music, upbeat. You get you're tapping it? your foot and it, they're singing about misery. So it's, it's kind of <laughs> interesting. But oh, the, the, they do a fantastic job. That Absolutely. is it. Just kind of just lifts your soul, doesn't it? it? Certainly does. After multiple reports stated that the WNBA was interested in expanding to the Rose City here in Portland, the league shared Wednesday they are not coming to town, at least for the time being. In a letter to U.S. Senator Ron Wyden, WNBA Commissioner Kathy Engelbert shared that the league would not be coming to Portland, despite calling the city an ideal place for the team. Engelbert cited renovations scheduled to take place at the Moda Center, which is planning to host the women's Final Four, is going to happen during the WNBA season, and that conflict is going to hold off them bringing the franchise here. However, Engelbert did allude to the possibility the team could come to Portland in the future. When the time is right, we look forward to pursuing prospects for bringing the WNBA to Portland, her letter stated. You know, I saw the crowds last year during the WNBA finals with the Seattle Storm taking on the Las Vegas Aces. That Climate Pledge Arena was packed floor to ceiling i mean they had crowds approaching twenty thousand there for the wow. wnba i th- i just can't reiterate enough how i think portland would perfectly fit a wnba Absolutely. A scheduling issue look let me look at the schedule i'll get it figured out where we can have final four and wnba all at the moda center <laughs> i can get things moved around for you well I, if i'm not mistaken <laughs> there's also an arena right next to the moda center that that uh, i think they could use but i understand the locker rooms in there are not like up to par but couldn't they just renovate we those can, I, we, we can, can, we can do get this, it folks. figured yeah. out absolutely well, check the the plate on the back of your car because Toyota, they're recalling more than 1.8 million RAV4s, the company announced Wednesday. Specifically, it is recalling certain vehicles from model years 2013 to 2018. At issue is a fire risk from some replacement batteries, Toyota said in the statement. Since some replacement batteries in the SUV aren't the correct dimensions, they could shake loose start a fire if the car makes a sharp turn. Toyota said it is working on a remedy that would replace the battery hold down clamp, battery tray and positive terminal cover at no cost to owners. They will be notified in December if your car falls into this recall. Toyota said those with affected vehicles can enter the vehicle information number or license plate information at the Toyota website or the National Highway Safety Administration website to see if yours is in fact in the recall. In sports, Nathan Avaldi pitched six gritty innings. Mitch Garver broke a scoreless tie with an RBI single in the seventh. And the Texas Rangers won the World Series for the first time in their 63-year hapless franchise history, beating the Arizona Diamondbacks 5-0 in Game 5 last night. Marcus Simeon homered in a four-run ninth, and the Rangers held hitless for six innings by Zach Gallen, finished a record 11-0 on the road during the postseason after capping the Fall Classic with three straight wins in Phoenix. So... 
Hats off to the Rangers. It pains me. <laughs> did you oh, just spit? I, I, I did not spit. <laughs> but I, I, as I as said to a friend of mine last night after the game, imagine my disgust. Oh. Uh, I, well, I have to explain. So in my house, it, I grew up in a house divided. I am a huge Houston Astro fans. Okay. I, I've heard all the comments about okay. the Astros. I, I get it. Okay. But I grew up from my earliest memory being yeah. an Astro okay, fan. Okay. You got to love your team. I remember being five years old, walking into the Astrodome and just being wow you know my father however was a big texas ranger fan and the two teams have this rivalry you know in state and every year they have a silver boot that the winning team of the series gets the silver boot so for father's day one year i took an old boot painted it silver and my dad and i had the silver boot going oh i I, I love it now that my father's passed, I, I keep the silver boot you at home boot. with the picture of me and my dad with the real silver boot, which is kind of cool. Oh, so, perfect. You know, I, I you don't like seeing your rival win like you don't see Beavers <laughs> fans rooting for the Ducks or Duck fans rooting for no, the Beavers more often than not. That's kind of the way it was there. But I have to tell you... I kind of felt good for my dad. Yeah. Finally getting one. Finally, you know? they've one of the few. <laughs> yeah. Patrick, can you name another Major League Baseball team that has not ever won a title? I, I know two of them. Okay. Yeah. San Diego Padres. Yeah, that's and, the one I know. And, uh, actually, a buddy of mine has the only World Series win for the Padres, Andy Hawkins. You can look it up. I remember they played Detroit. And, that's right. And Seattle Mariners. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, they this haven't is, won one either. I should stop liking sports because it seems like the teams <laughs> that I love never win. Well, as we talked about at the be open of today's show, today is National Men Make Dinner Day. Yeah, it is. In your house, that's every that's day. That's every Patrick, day, right? right? <laughs> National Men Make Dinner Day on the first Thursday in November places the man of the house in charge of the kitchen and the evening's meal. Now, men need to be aware that there's a list of rules that must be followed for today oh. in order to take this over. Now, here's what you need to remember, men. First, you need to plan the whole meal. Do the shopping, get everything is needed for the meal. Okay, that's your job. The main meal must include a minimum of four ingredients and requires at least one cooking utensil other than a fork. Okay, so you you, you got to be able to use multiple things. You have to clean up as you go. Okay, I mean, like, okay, the kids can do the dishes afterwards, but remember, you got to clean as you go. You can't just oh, leave. Oh no, no, I think you got to do the dishes too. You I should, think the men should I do think, dishes I too. Think you, yeah, full commitment here. Full okay. commitment, guys. Full you got to got to do the dishes. So too. plan it. You have to have more than four ingredients in the main dish, and you got to clean up. And the last thing they say, aprons are optional. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so, all right. Something to remember. I always wear an apron when Wash I Wash those dishes. Wash those dishes, too. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this Friday at 7 o'clock p.m. is a sung memorial mass at Christ the King Parish in Milwaukee. The community invites all to pray for the souls of their loved ones at a special memorial mass. Also on Saturday at 7.30 a.m. is Catholic Medical Association Portland Guild meeting. Monsignor O'Connor will celebrate Mass at 7.30, followed by viewing of talks by Nicholas Nikas on courage in medical ethics. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Go to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app.
And coming back, we will be talking to our friend Miriam Marston all about All Souls Day. And Miriam will give us some insight on that after we check your foggy, uh, foggy and rainy forecast next. Support for Monterey Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Mount Hood Hospice. For more than 40 years, Mount Hood Hospice has been serving those in their final stages of life with loving care in East Multnomah and Clackamas counties. With a compassionate medical and spiritual support team, hospice services are provided wherever the patient lives. With the top listing on Medicare's Care Compare, information online at mounthoodhospice.org. The Catholic Church dedicates the month of November to the Holy Souls in Purgatory. Join Mater Dei Radio as we unite with the communion of saints. We pray daily for the souls of all the faithful departed and for the intentions of the living through our broadcast of the celebration of the Holy Mass, the Holy Rosary, the Chaplet of Divine Mercy, and uplifting spiritual reflections. We also pray for your specific intentions on Mater Dei Radio's prayer hotline. Our dedicated team of intercessors is ready to hear from you now at 503-285-3737. That's 503-285-3737. Or send your intention through MatraDayRadio.com and the Hail Mary Media app. Unite with us throughout November as we pray for the holy souls and your intentions. At Matraday Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Day Radio on this uh, National Men Make Dinner Day. And if you're going to be eating dinner, you won't be doing it outside. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> no. It's going to be raining. 90% chance of rain today. High up to 61 this afternoon. A little bit windy. Then that chance of rain down to 30% tonight. Low about 49. Rain in the forecast. Sorry to say all the way through Wednesday. on the, It's just rain shower, rain shower, rain shower. So 
Uh, yeah, we're going to be dealing with it for a while. Could see some patchy fog in there as well, so be careful on the road. Okay, very good. Currently, it is starting to warm up a little bit. 56 degrees now at St. Mary's of Guadalupe in Ridgefield, Washington. And in downtown Portland, I guess the clouds are warming up there too. It's 58 at St. Michael Parish. This is the final day of this little triduum of feasts of All Souls Day. In fact, it began with All Hallows Eve, All Saints Day yesterday, and today it is the commemoration of all the faithful departed. And to help explain the difference between these two days, it is our good friend Miriam Marston joining us today. Good morning, Miriam. Thanks for joining us on the Morning Blend. Hey, good morning, Brenda. It's great to be on with you all. First, Miriam, let me ask you, do you get many trick-or-treaters on Halloween? Oh, you know, this was actually my first year, like, in a house in a neighborhood, because I've been in an apartment living for many years, so I was excited to try it out, but I think I only got one. <gasps> oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of, it was a, it was, it's a, I guess it's a quiet street, and there are more popular neighborhoods, but that's okay. Um, I'll, I'll know for next time. There you yeah. go. You'll know for next time, and then I'm sure uh, the staff members there at St. Anthony's maybe appreciate the, uh, the leftover uh, goodies oh, that yeah. you had. Yeah, they're, they came to, they're coming to class this evening. Yep. Oh, perfect. <laughs> well, Miriam, we've been talking and, and learning a little bit over these last few days. Patrick has brought to our knowledge this little mini triduum of celebrations. It started with Halloween, or we call it All Hallows' Eve. Then it's All Saints' Day. And today we finish this triduum with All Souls' Day. So first for our listeners, just explain the difference between All Saints' Day and All Souls Day. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, great question. And you know, I, you know, Brenda, when I when I teach, I normally remind the students, like when I'm doing sacramental prep and that kind of thing, that the church is a whole lot bigger, for instance, than just St. Anthony's and Tigard. Um, <laughs> so this this is a really good moment in our liturgical calendar to reflect on how the church is a whole lot bigger than the people who happen to be walking around on Earth right now. <laughs> So um, we have these three uh, parts, really, of the Church. We have the Church triumphant, so those in heaven, and so that's what we focus on um, when we honor the faithful who are in heaven on All Saints Day. Uh, We have um, the Church militant, that's us, uh, those uh, living on earth, those members uh, living on earth, and then the Church suffering, so those in purgatory, and that's what uh, we uh, reflect on today when we remember and pray for the faithful departed. So we're we're praying for those who um, have um, who are being purified before entering heaven. Um, so that is what we're doing today, Miriam. So for All Souls Day, I think that <laughs> I, I always just kind of grew up that when I died, well, I'd get my wings and go to heaven. Of course, I know I won't be an angel, but we do tend to just assume. Mm. That by being Catholic, we're just going to be going to heaven. Mm. But there and there are those that I I don't know if they do or not, but there is a time of purification in purgatory. (laughs) What what do we know about what happens during this uh, kind of realm of time? Yeah, yeah. Excuse me. That's a great question, Brenda. And, you know, there's, there's a lot of, um, there can be a lot of speculation around this and different um, uh, theologians, and there's been private revelation around what happens in purgatory. But um, even with the, the variety there, we do know this, Brenda, that um, there, uh, you know, anything that isn't ready to be in the, 
like the perfect presence of God and the beatific vision, all of that needs to be burned away in the sense that all the stuff that um, is just kind of sticking to us that really has no place in heaven. Well, that has to go. You know, one of my um, favorite books, and it's one I like to revisit precisely at this time of year, uh, it's called The Great Divorce by C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. I love and, it. Yeah, great book. And in that book, Lewis talks about the fact that not the least bit of hell can make it into heaven. You know, I often use the analogy of like trying to get through like um, like the, the detector at the airport where like you have to remove every little bit of like, you know, metal or something because it gets detected and you have to put it through the, the thing so you, you can't walk through um, the, the metal detector with it. Um, and it's kind of like that in the sense that there can't be the slightest bit um, that can kind of, you can't kind of sneak extra luggage in, so to speak, into heaven. Um, so, you know, if there's a resentment or, um, or unforgiveness or anger that is still kind of clinging to our soul, that's there residing in our heart, that that needs to be purified. Um, because it's, I mean, heaven is meant for just perfect bliss, eternal happiness, joy, um, and, and anything that doesn't belong there, well, that needs to be, again, purified. And so this is why it is very important. It's a beautiful responsibility of, of Christians to be able to pray uh, for the dead, who, who cannot pray for themselves in that sense. And so we need to pray for them um, so that they can more quickly be just ushered through the gates of heaven to enjoy the joys of heaven for eternity. Miriam Marston joining us today to help us just really dive in a little bit deeper on this commemoration of the faithful departed. We call it All Souls Day. Well, let's talk a little bit about why we pray for that. You just mentioned, uh, Miriam, that we pray for the souls in purgatory because they can't pray for themselves. Uh, and we do that, and especially during this whole month of November. Yeah. Why, why is it that we have to pray for them because they can't pray for themselves? Right. Well, so, I mean, things are changed. Like, there's there's a definitive end to to that person's life. And so um, they're, that they're, they're really kind of leaning on the prayers of the rest of, of the Church, as I mentioned at the beginning, where we have these different parts of the Church. Um, they're really leaning, for instance, on the Church militant, those of us, um, because they're, that's it. They're, they've uh, had that personal judgment with Jesus, like they're there's a definitiveness there. Um, so this is one of the reasons also why the Church invites us to um, receive indulgences as well um, in this month and on All Souls Day, because this is an opportunity for us to precisely obtain plenary indulgences for the holy souls. Um, so there can be um, acts uh, of mercy, uh, of service done. We can visit a church. We can pray for um, the souls in purgatory uh, by saying perhaps a creed and Our Father, um, we can go to confession um, during the season, receiving the Eucharist, uh, preferably on this day. Um, so there's lots of ways that we can, again, as a, <clears throat> as, a, as a communion here on earth to pray for those who, who need our prayers and who are awaiting the beatific vision. Oh, perfect. And always remember a great time to pray is when you pray that rosary and pray for all of those maybe who don't have someone to pray for them, the forgotten souls in purgatory. Miriam, great interview. Thank you so much for helping us understand just a little bit more the Feast of All Souls Day. Oh, it's wonderful to be on with you. Have a blessed day. You too. God bless you. 
823 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Pat and Brenda with you. And we have got a this tritium going on and a lot happening. And by the time we get to the end of the month, we'll be getting into Advent. And the next thing you know, it'll be Christmas. All kinds of activities happening, and you can keep up with everything on Mater Dei Radio's community calendar. Probably the best resource for Catholic events in the Pacific Northwest. And if you use the Hail Mary Media app, it ties right into your mapping program on your car. Check it out online, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. It's the community calendar. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This is Alex Nelson, Stewardship and Development Officer of the Archdiocese of Portland in Oregon. Archbishop Alexander Sample invites you to attend a special pilgrimage to Rome to visit the heart of the church and celebrate vocations to the priesthood and religious life. This 11-day pilgrimage from September 25th through October 5th, 2024, will include stops in Siena, Florence, Assisi, and Orvieto. Pilgrims will experience private guided tours and have the opportunity to visit magnificent churches, holy places, museums, and Roman ruins. Pilgrims will also get to attend the diaconate ordination of American seminarians at St. Peter's Basilica in Rome with Archbishop Sample presiding, a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity. For more information, visit our website, archdpdx.org rome archdpdx.org slash Rome. Thank you and God bless you. This is Dina Marie, host of The Voice of the Shepherd, inviting you to join me on my weekly podcast, Faith Moments with Dina Marie, where I proclaim and ponder the Sunday Mass readings, a perfect way to enhance your study of sacred scripture. My Faith Moments podcast is found on your favorite podcast platform or on the Hail Mary Media app. It's easy to download and absolutely free. Check it out today. The Faith Moments with Dina Marie podcast made available thanks to Mater Dei Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. The Morning Blend, two hours a day for two times the fun. Two times the fun. On Mater Dei Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 826 at Mater Dei Radio with Pat and Brenda on this rainy All Souls Day. And coming up... Could there be a pause in the war in the Middle East? We'll talk about that. We've been praying for it. Mm -hmm. Details on that just ahead. And to commemorate the Feast of All Souls Day, Pope Francis prays at a war cemetery and the Protestant cemetery. I'll explain the details coming up in news. This is Lee Ressler, How Sweet the Sound. And we are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Dei Radio. Before the sun could conquer night Before the mountains kissed the sky You were there, breathing out new life From the deepest depth to the highest height When you spoke, let there be light When you watched heaven and earth collide 
song be your delight And it said, God of power, God of might I'm lifting up my hands to you, my God For everything you are and what I am not I'm singing out in praise to the skies above Celebrating All Souls Day with the Morning Blend, it's 8.30. Pope Francis prayed for peace, hope, and mercy at a Mass to mark All Souls Day on a rainy morning at the Rome War Cemetery. In his homily, Pope Francis said, Today, thinking of the dead, cherishing the memory of the dead, and cherishing hope, we ask the Lord for peace so that people will no longer kill each other in wars. He lamented the loss of the lives of so many people, especially the young in war, and said there can never be a real victory because of the price that is paid to reach it. He added, we pray to the Lord for our dead, for all that the Lord will receive them. And we pray also that the Lord will have a mercy on us and give us hope. 
Before the Mass, Pope Francis passed through the cemetery in prayer, pushed in a wheelchair. He also placed white roses on some of the graves. Then after Mass and before returning to the Vatican, the Pope also stopped for a brief moment of prayer in front of Rome's historic non-Catholic cemetery for foreigners, also known as the Protestant Cemetery. Israeli troops advanced toward Gaza City earlier today as the Palestinian death toll rose above 9,000. With no end in sight after weeks of heavy fighting, U.S. and Arab mediators intensified their efforts to ease Israel's siege of the Hamas-ruled enclave and called for at least a brief halt to the hostilities in order to aid civilians. U.S. President Joe Biden suggested a humanitarian pause yesterday as an apparent agreement between the U.S., Egypt, Israel, and Qatar, which mediates for Hamas, allowed hundreds of Palestinians with foreign passports and dozens of wounded to leave Gaza for the first time. Dozens more left earlier today. Israel did not immediately respond to Biden's remarks, but Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has previously ruled out any ceasefire. Portland schools will remain closed through at least the weekend as this historic first-ever teacher strike unfolds. The closure, they said, will delay the report cards. Amid strained 11th-hour contract negotiations with the district, the Portland Association of Teachers announced Tuesday night that teachers would go on strike, shutting down the district's 81 schools and impacting about 45,000 students. PPS has said that families can expect a text and email from the district at 7 p.m. each night to update them on whether classes will resume the next day. Patrick, we went through this with the uh, Evergreen School Mm -hmm. District. They went on strike and uh, we were waiting every night. Families were to see whether or not they reached a contract deal. And they're going to be off on Friday anyway, regardless, right? Yes, it's a in-service day, I think they call it. Marist Catholic High School in Eugene is investigating allegations of racism from its football team following the Spartans' win over Junction City on Friday. Marist was celebrating its 22-16 win on the field at Junction City when Junction City personnel kicked them off the football field. Marist Athletic Director Rick Gardner said the school is aware of the allegations and are still investigating at this time. OSAA Executive Director Peter Weber said the OSAA is also aware of the allegations. My understanding is that the two schools have been in communication and each is looking into the situation at this time, according to Weber. Daylight saving times end Sunday, November 5th, rolling back the clocks an hour in the middle of the night and granting most Americans... An extra hour of sleep as they fall back. Only two U.S. states, Arizona and Hawaii, don't observe daylight savings time at all, refusing to roll their clocks forward, backward every year. Why in Arizona are outliers relying on a loophole in a 57-year-old federal law that requires state to stay on daylight savings time. Now, the Uniform Act of 1966 mandates the country use daylight savings time, but allows state to opt out and exempt themselves from the practice to stay on standard time year round. Now, in 2023, there were two efforts that failed in the Oregon House and Senate aimed at changing the daylight savings time. House Bill 3102 sought to eliminate daylight savings time and require the state to rely on standard time for the entire year. 
But alas, it did not pass. And so here we go, Patrick, once again, spring forward, fall back. I like the fall back part of it, so <laughs> I'm glad that one's coming up this weekend. Hey, in sports, it's two in a row on the young season for the young Portland Trailblazers. Shaden Sharp scored 26 of his 29 points in the second half, and the Portland Trailblazers overcame an 18-point deficit to beat the Detroit Pistons 110-101 to last night. Sharp was forced to pick up his offensive game with Scoot Henderson missing the second half of the game last night with a sprained right ankle. Former Piston Jeremy Grant added 24 points for the Blazers, and DeAndre Anton had 16 points, 11 rebounds, 5 steals, and a block. Next up for the Roland Blazers, they're going to host Memphis on Friday and Saturday nights at the Moda Center this weekend. November begins with two unique liturgical celebrations in the church's calendar. All Saints Day starts off the month with a holy day of obligation when Catholics are required to attend a Mass. And immediately following All Saints is All Souls Day, a liturgical commemoration that honors all the deceased. While priests are able to celebrate three separate Masses on this day, it is not a holy day of obligation. This means that while Catholics are encouraged to attend one of the special Masses on All Souls Day, they are not obliged to. And the official name for November 2nd is the Commemoration of All the Faithful Departed. Liturgically, it is neither a solemnity nor a feast day. All Souls Day is a memorial a day of calling to mind those who have died. This day can have a penitential character when we pray and make sacrifices for the souls in purgatory. Now, priests might also wear the color violet or even black on All Souls Day, indicating this memorial and penitential character. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. On Sunday at 2 o'clock, it is an open house for Chesterton Academy of Blessed Pier Giorgio Frassati at Aquinas Hall in Holy Rosary Parish. They invite all prospective students' families to walk its hallways, visit the classrooms, and meet the students and faculty. And remember, you can find detail, details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary Media app. Well, are you addicted to your phone? Mm-hmm, maybe. I, I, yeah. Yep. Sometimes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. A lot of times. Hey, we're going to help you with that. Screen time addiction is a real thing. And Sister Marissa Weber is here to tell us how we can uh, maybe deal with that in our lives. We'll hear from her and check that soggy forecast just ahead at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbuybark.com or 503-645-6665. Atheists often argue they don't need to give reasons for their position because they simply lack a belief in God, the assumption being theists alone have the burden of proof. But is this rational? The answer is no, and here's the reason. Atheism can't simply be a lack of belief. Dogs lack belief in God, but that doesn't make dogs atheists. Atheism makes a claim about the world, namely, God doesn't exist. As such, Atheists, along with theists, 
must shoulder the burden of proof. Even if an atheist says he simply hasn't found any good evidence for God, he would still have to prove why the evidence theists give for God is not good evidence. No matter how an atheist looks at it, he can't sit the sidelines when it comes to defending his position on the question of God's existence. I'm Carlo Broussard with a ready reason for Catholic Answers, catholic.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Tara Umara Children's Hospital Fund of Oregon. The TCHF has a 20-year history that is now focusing on the sustainability to support the long-term efforts of the mission in the Copper Canyon region of Mexico. Information is available on their website at tchforegon.org. What do you get when you cross a Catholic radio show host and a permanent deacon? A match made in heaven. I'm Deacon Scott Aiken from the Archdiocese of Seattle. And I'm Brenda Aiken from The Morning Blend. Work and family life can be hectic. We understand, and together we'll find God's grace. We may not always agree, but we are always faithful. Listen on Friday evenings at 7.30 and Sunday evenings at 6 as we share stories about our faith, our family, and our view from the pew. Right here on Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. 840 at Mater Day Radio with Pat and Brenda on the morning blend. And uh, you know the routine by now, wet, wet, wet. But we could have a few breaks in there. Rain mainly before 11 a.m., then scattered showers after 1 and some patchy fog this evening. High reaching 61, going to be windy. Winds gust up to 28 miles an hour today. Then more rain tonight, low about 49. And rain, I'm sorry to say, in that forecast, that little cloud with the little drops coming out on your phone. What does that mean? Uh, through Wednesday. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, at least that's as far as my forecast goes. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so, well, it is that time of year. Currently, it is 55 degrees at Catholic Community Services of Clark County in Vancouver. And it's warmed up to 58 under those silver tanks at Benedictine Brewery in Mount Angel. Many would agree that a person does not set out to become addicted to a harmful behavior or substance. Children are warned of the dangers of drugs, and sometimes they take the risk anyway. But other addictions begin in what seems to be a harmless distraction. Adults have access to so many things online. And as we raise our families, it seems that earlier and earlier ages, kids are introduced to online programs. And doctors are only now discovering the changes in the neural pathways of children due to excessive screen time and social media. So what can we do? Sister Marisha Weber is a religious sister of Mercy of Alma, Michigan, and a physician certified by the American Board of Psychiatry and Neurology. This morning, Sister Marisha is joining me today to talk about social media and the effects on every family. Good morning, Sister Marisha. Thank you so much for joining us on The Morning Blend. Well, good morning, Brenda, and thank you so much for this opportunity Well, Sister Marisha, in your presentation, you're going to be speaking about screen use and how this has contributed to screens being one of the most pervasive addictive behaviors we have today. Tell us more about it. Yes, Brenda, we never thought that when the Internet first came out, that something that you see with our most sensitive sense, and now there's more sounds involved, could create an addiction. But what the research has undeniably communicated over these decades 
that indeed screen use, it's actually overuse, has created changes in the brain that are just like substance abuse, like what you see in alcoholism, what you see in crack cocaine use, which was never expected. And so that's something that I think was quite a surprise. And, you know, now so many are, are using, you know, the, these um, devices, especially now that we have this cell phone that only came out in 2007. So when you think 2007 was not that long ago, but apparently a few statistics, 95% of teens use social media every day. Mm-hmm. And a third of them say they use constantly. They're not stopping to use it. It's constantly driven to do that. There's an urge. Why is that? And 90% of children under one today, this is a study by the Journal of American Academy of Pediatrics just a few years ago, 90% of children less than one use a mobile device daily to play games, watch videos, use apps. And this is an even more surprising statistics. And even every year that I do this, it gets younger and younger. This same study said that children begin to interact with digital media by two or three months of age. So we are now seeing this urge, this desire to kind of pick up and look at these images because there's signs of withdrawal, because there's an addiction that has evolved that we never anticipated. And really, I think the culture has been kind of surprised. We've almost become like the victims of something that created an addiction that we never knew would and that's why I think it's important to, to talk about. Oh, uh, I listening to you speak, I can just recognize in my own daily behavior how even moments of quiet, maybe those moments where God is urging me to connect with him, my first inclination is to pass the time by looking at my phone. And boy, this is a topic for every single person. So how do social media apps capitalize on those types of addictions to make their apps popular? Well, thank you for asking the question, because this is so common. So many of us have an urge to pick up the phone and look at what's going on. And, you know, as technology improves, so does the ability to engage and arouse. And indeed, these social media apps really have capitalized on this potential. You know, I want to go back to historically, around 40 years ago, there's a psychologist that did a study on pigeons because they did understand already that dopamine is the neurotransmitter that wants you to seek, desire, do again that which was pleasurable. So he dropped food pellets and then tried to see how much dopamine was released. What he discovered was that when he dropped food pellets at unpredictable times, that more dopamine was released. And so they would have a greater urge to seek the food pellets. Now, fast forward to our current culture. You remember Mark Zuckerberg, you know, who wanted more engagement in his Facebook um, you might recall that Facebook initially was something that he developed when he was um, in college, and it was really an electronic um, directory where there would be a picture of a faculty and the students and maybe with the faculty where they were working. It was pretty static, so people weren't going to pick it up much. 
So when he had the brainstorm to create this as something for the general public and named it Facebook, he was disappointed because people were not accessing it very much. So it's 2007. He has millions of um, persons who now are, you know, on Facebook, and he's saying to his neuroscientists, um, please devise something that will make persons want to pick up their phones more frequently. And guess what that was? It was the like button. It was the like button. Uh. Because that completely changed Facebook. It transformed it into an interactive app. And it accessed the same unpredictable positive feedback that motivated Ziegler's pigeons. So anytime that you saw a like, you, you were like a gambler. You wanted to see what, what the message was. So it made you desire to find out what it was, to seek what you know, the message was about. You may not even like the message. But you see here, this is the urge. And today, our smartphones have so many <laughs> feedback buttons. And so Twitter, Instagram, Google, you know, all of these now have really harnessed what is called the power of variable reinforcement. But now the neuroscientists have gone even farther. So it's not just something that you see, but now they've added the sounds, the ding, the buzz, the whoosh. Um, do you remember your high school psychology class about Pavlov's dogs? Uh-huh. Yes, yes, yes. So you remember he would ring the bell and then put down food and then ring the bell and put down food. And after a time, he would ring the bell but not put down food. And the dogs began to salivate to the ringing of the bell. Now, a bell has nothing to do with food. But what he did is he began to condition the dogs to associate the ringing of a bell with something pleasurable, like food. So now we have the whooshes, we have the dings, we have all of this. So it makes us want to seek, desire, look. So all of this is dopamine. Mm. But, but... Our brain not only has a seek, a desire, but it also has, this, that's, that's called the, um, the wanting pathway in our reward center, which is in the center of the brain. We also have what is called um, a liking pathway. And that liking pathway releases um, our natural body's endorphins or our opioids. So it's a feel good. So for example, if I enjoy, you know, a hot fudge sundae dripping with, you know, um, caramel sauce, I can really enjoy that. But then I also have a natural um, place in my, my rewards and you've had enough. So then I'm no longer hungry. But dopamine would want me to seek more and more and more hot fudge sundaes, even though after two or three hot fudge sundaes, it, it's not it's not pleasurable anymore. It's, okay. it's actually uncomfortable. I see where you're getting at, sister. Thank you so much for that. And boy, when you were just talking there about those like buttons, I think we all could maybe admit it to ourselves that if we ever post something online, what are we going back to check? Who's liked it? Who's looked at it? Who thinks about me when they see this? And it, you're right. It feeds it and feeds it and feeds it. And before you know it, you have spent so much time 
looking at your phone and I can see how those addictions start. All is not lost, sister. There is hope and there are ways to change this. Maybe we don't exactly know how to do that. So, well, offer us an alternative. So, you know, basically in um, May of 2023, the Surgeon General put out an advisory letter after consulting many experts and their research, um, and he called it social media and youth mental health. And in summary, while he described that there was social media had many benefits, he also said, and this is a quote, there are ample indicators that social media can also harm children's well-being. So my hope is that offering this presentation that we can educate individuals because education is really empowering. Because if we're not aware of how something affects us, we can't bring it to self-knowledge. Once we have some self-knowledge, then we can begin to make more reflective choices. Well, Sister, I am just so encouraged by your discussion. Thank you so very much for your time today. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. 853 at Mater Day Radio, and uh, we have less than a month until the Festival of Light starts. Really? Day after That's Thanksgiving. Right. Yeah, can't wait. It's a big, big, big time at the Grotto. More than a million, I would say closer to two million lights. And then the choral presentations and just a wonderful way really to celebrate our Catholic faith with this joyous time of year. And let me tell you, Brenda, we were making arrangements with Chris Blanchard and the crew out there to get some tickets that will be given away. Oh, yes. But if you want to find out what's going on during the Festival of Lights, then you need to be with us here at Matre Day Radio. Every morning here on the Morning Blend, we'll get you up to speed as to who's going to be out there singing and uh, maybe even pick up some, some tickets on the way. It's the Festival of Lights coming to the Grotto the day after Thanksgiving, and you can keep track of everything right here at Matre Day Radio. Support for Matre Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Carmelite priest, Father Christopher LaRocca, as he prays the soul of Christ. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Soul of Christ, sanctify me. Body of Christ, heal me. Blood of Christ, drench me. Water from the side of Christ, wash me. Passion of Christ, strengthen me. O good Jesus, hear me. In your wounds, shelter me. From turning away, keep me. From the evil one, protect me. At the hour of my death, call me. Into your presence, lead me to praise you with all your saints forever and ever. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit matradayradio.com. The Benedictine Brewery Tap Room is a place of hospitality and fellowship, a place where all who come are welcome and where the peace of nearby Mount Angel Abbey permeates. 
come for the beer, return to share the spirit of the monks of Mount Angel who brew craft beer in the tradition of the Belgian monks of old using local waters and hops grown on Abbey land. Taste and believe. Learn more at benedictinebrewery.com. That's benedictinebrewery.com. What's your next mission from God? You do have one. We all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Matra Day Radio. The Morning Blend, brewed in the Pacific Northwest, guaranteed fresh every day on Mater Day Radio, the station dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary. 855 at Mater Day Radio, rainy day today, scattered showers, patchy fog, high near 61, windy too, wind gust up to 28 miles an hour, low tonight with more rain on the way, down to 49, rain in that forecast all the way through next Wednesday and probably beyond that too, Brenda. And closing out our show today, here is Dupree. Can you feel it? I feel it. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. Coming to another season. You know there's got to be a reason for everything. Everything. Looking so me up ahead, yeah. Coming at you and you can't help questioning. Everything running right through your bones is taking complete control. You know it now, change gon' come. You know it now, change gon' come. It's chasing you everywhere. Can't be thinking of nothing else. You know it now, change gon' come. You know it now, change gon' come. Change gon' come from heaven above, from heaven above. Change gon' come. Can you feel it? Feel it? Change gon' come. From heaven above, from heaven above, change gonna come, just believe it. Change gonna come, from heaven above, from heaven above, change gonna come, can you feel it, feel it? Change gonna come, from heaven above, from heaven above, change gonna come, just believe
Mom. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. Mother and daughter or mother and son team. Dupree. Change is going to come. Yeah, he doesn't sound like a girl. That's (laughs) mother and son. Oh, what a great (laughs) duo. That's what matters most. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us on The Morning Blend. It is Thursday. That means you get to live with passion with Father Cedric this evening. We've got great Catholic programming. Till then, have a very blessed All Souls Day.